0: Welcome to All Steelers Talk Your Home for Everything. Pittsburgh Steelers presented by allsteelers.com. What is up Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk Live from St. Vincent St. Vincent College here at Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Just got off of the last Pittsburgh Steelers practice before their preseason opener this Saturday against the Seattle Seahawks, things look good. And I think on top of everything, the quarterback position has been named, which is what we've been waiting for for a long, long time. It's a beautiful day here in the Berg. We're giving away a Minka Fitzpatrick jersey at the end of this episode, so stay tuned. I feel it, my friend. Dude, football season's here, and
1: I am so ready to run through a wall. You have no idea. You have oh, no yeah. idea how, like, ready I am to watch third
0: stringers just beat up on each other for, like, a second half, yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. And before I forget, make sure to su- go subscribe to us on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash All Steelers Talk, and check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Like I said, we're going to be giving away a Minka Fitzpatrick jersey, or entering to win a Minka Fitzpatrick jersey at the end of the episode. So make sure that you stick around for that one. But we're going to talk some quarterbacks first. Mike Tomlin has named Mitch Trubisky the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers preseason opener against the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think that comes as a surprise to anybody. He'll play the first quarter. The second and third quarter will go to the backup, the second string quarterback. And then the fourth quarter will go to the third string quarterback. Tomlin left both of those guys up to interpretation saying, we will play those as we've been at practice. I'll say this. Most of the time that means Mason Rudolph. He's ran most of the second team as of late. It's been a mixture of Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett. So here's my hypothesis. And I wrote this in an article today. I'm going to keep pushing it. I got a coffee uh, bet going with Mark Caboli to try to get some free Duncan next Monday. I think while I might be not the unpopular opinion here, I interpreted that as Kenny Pickett is going to play the second and the third quarter and Mason Rudolph is going to play with the third strings. Interesting. So
1: you're basically kind of assuming that Pigott's already jumped Rudolph in the pecking order, at least for
0: preseason game number one. Uh, yeah, and I wouldn't even say that he's jumped him in the pecking order. I would just say that I think he's going to run with the twos because it makes the most sense. Tomlin said that the twos are going to run with the second and the third, the second and the third quarter. You don't need Mason Rudolph to run with the backup offense for two quarters to see what he could do. Kenny Pickett, you need those reps to be taken. Those are valuable chunks of plays. Then toss Mason out there for the fourth quarter, let him get some reps down, let him get a rotation going, and then see what he could do at the end of the game. Say you're down and you need a good two-minute, whatever it is. Allow Mason to finish off the game. Give Kenny excuse me, the reps that he needs during the second and third quarter to start to build this rotation, build this flow into the NFL. He's a rookie. I just, to me, that just makes the most sense. That's when Tomlin didn't name Mason Rudolph as the backup. In my head, alarms started going off. Like if it was Mason, they would have said it was Mason. And then they would have said Kenny was going to finish it off, not leave it up for interpretation for everybody to see, because Tomlin's smart enough to know that we're going to run with that story. He didn't really want to give it to us. That's how I took that.
1: Yeah, uh, side topic before we move on with this. Did you see Mike
0: Tomlin is on Instagram now?
1: It's oh, a, yeah. Like Are you really like to Tomlin easy? on
0: Instagram? Oh, so I know why Mike Tomlin's on Instagram. He told me. <laughs> um, it's it's he went on Instagram because his kid Dino is, is on Instagram, and apparently he's been wild on Instagram. I don't know what that means, but he's probably just being a kid. Tomlin, instead of just like sitting his son down and being like, this is how you conduct yourself as a man. Said, I'm gonna be Mike Tomlin and I'm gonna show you how to do it. So that's what he's doing. He is showing his son. without only seen the no.
1: video. Oh, yeah. I I've only seen one, it's in it's him explaining he's like Tomlinism, really quick. And then before we kind of move on from this, uh, yeah, yeah answer want to to some, no, Jack What's your issue I,
0: with Mason Rudolph? I don't have an issue with Mason Rudolph, but it's very plain and simple. When it comes down to it. Mason Rudolph is the most consistent quarterback of the three. He's also the most boring. He's also the, the most safe. If, if it was Kenny Pickett versus Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph would win the starting job. The difference is that once the pads come on, <clears throat> Mason Rudolph goes from this very comfortable, confident quarterback To this, cannot make a read, very hesitant in the pocket, plays very nervous quarterback. You see it at practice when the pads come on. You see it in games when the pads come on. And you're going to see it Saturday when the pads come on. Mason Rudolph is two different quarterbacks. He's a very, very practice-styled quarterback. You want to run him out there in shorts and a t-shirt every single day? Do it. But once you're going to put him in a game, he's going to get nervous. He's going to start making bad reads. He's not going to be comfortable. It just That's what we've seen for two years. It hasn't changed here at camp. I'm not the only one who notices that. People tell me all the time that that's what they see out of Mason Rudolph, and that's what they're going to continue to see out of Mason Rudolph. And then on top of that, Mason might not lose this job, but this job was never designed for him. You get that with the offense. Today, Mason Rudolph threw two passes rolling out to his right that were both designed for the quarterback to immediately roll out to the right and then make a pass. Mitchell Trubisky hit both of those passes. Mitch Trubisky would have hit both of those passes. Mason Rudolph overthrew both of his guys and looked stiff because he doesn't know how to move. That's not his style of play. This is a losing battle from him from the jump. I feel bad for him for it, but I mean, we all knew this is no surprise. You know, we've seen what we could get out of Mason Rudolph. We've seen what the Steelers can get out of Mason Rudolph. They just, you know, nothing's going to change. We've been talking the same story for a month. I feel like even past like a further month, too. And one interesting
1: like kind of aspect to this is that Mason's really never had like quote-unquote competition to at least be a starter. I mean, we we had a thing with like – um, I think it was like him, like Landry Jones, like Josh Jobs. I'm probably getting those like timelines crossed up somehow, but he's always been competing for like a backup spot and never a starting quarterback position. So I think uh, you know maybe the competition has lit like a fire underneath him, and maybe you know he's playing just a little bit better than we have seen from him in previous years. Uh, but kind of like wrapping this back up to the uh, the pecking order for the first preseason game on Saturday. if Tomlin says it's going to be run like practice and Mason's been running with the twos in practice, kind of got to assume it's going to be like that. But also I really like your point too, especially with only three preseason games, you're going to want to see a lot of candy Pickett, like as much candy picket as possible while also still balancing, just making sure that Mitch Trubisky is your number one guy moving into the regular season. Not, Not that any of those two things can change, but and there's going to have to be like, like, like a balancing act, like, like like trying to, you know, tip the scale one way or another of like what you want to do in the preseason. So um, I, I think if you're asking me right now, I would rather see Kenny for two quarters than I would see Mason. It's not a big at Mason. I just want to see as much Kenny Pickett as possible.
0: Yeah. And I think the first preseason game is is within itself a totally different atmosphere than the rest. After. So the third preseason game is all the backups. At that point, your roster is decided. Your depth chart is decided. You already know what you're rocking with going into the season. No changes need to be made. Just keep everybody healthy and go into the regular season. Game two, I imagine it to be a lot of Mitch Trubisky and a lot of Mason Rudolph. I don't expect much of Kenny Pickett at all in that second preseason game because there's no need for it. Kenny Pickett's not competing for the starting job. That's gone. Right now, it's Mitch Trubisky- Pretty much versus himself, but Mason Rudolph, if they were going to go with a backup, if they were going to start anybody besides Mitch Trubisky going into week one, it would be Mason Rudolph. That's very apparent. So it'll be those two battling it out in in game two. But game one, you want to see what Kenny Pickett can do because you're going to wash into the wayside in game two. So in game one, you let him rock those two quarters. You say, hey, man, you're going to get a good two-minute drive at the hopefully at the end of the second quarter, and then you're going to come into the third quarter, and you're going to get a whole quarter to continue to prove what you can do. Give him the game reps. Give him some motivation. Give them some confidence. Let them get comfortable the whole nine. The rest of the preseason, or at least until game three, chances are you don't see much of them. But I think that just makes the most sense. Like, why would you – Why, why would, why would you, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Why would you, why would you put Mason out there to fail? Because that's what you put a guy with the second team. The second team offensive line is atrocious. Like, it's not even like a little bad. It's like, take the Steelers offensive line from last year and replace them with high schoolers. It's so, so, I mean, the, we can't, nobody can even snap the football. That's how bad it is. You're putting him already in a losing situation. you don't want to do that right off the bat. You want Kenny Pickett to have to make moves, struggle a little bit, get comfortable, work his way out of situations. It just makes too much sense. You're not rolling over on, on Kenny Pickett, but he's not in this battle so that's just you know that's just how I look at it and like to, you know to be totally honest, Mitch could lose himself the job in the first quarter but unless that happens I don't I don't see the quarterback rotation changing. From, the sec- from Mitch, Kenny, Mason to Kenny, or Mitch, Mason, Kenny? I mean, it, it might change from, like, game one to,
1: like, game three. Like, I, I think the preseason is probably an opportunity to get looks at those guys in live action with the ones, you know, instead of, like, the backup offensive line, like you said, maybe some um, less talented players on their team going against less talented players on the other team. Um, So I think the preseason is probably the best time to kind of uh, configure what game plan, whatever you want to run. And I I think to put a point of like emphasis on this, I don't think any jobs should be won or lost in this game. No, no, I I, I think the one game sample size, the one quarter to two quarter sample size we're going to have of all three of these guys is not going to be significant enough to make these like final judgment calls for people moving forward. I want to see game two played. I want to see game three played. Then I want to take the entire preseason sprinkled with a little bit of training camp behind it, and then I want to sit there and evaluate who is going to be the best quarterback to take them forward heading into the regular season. It, it looks yeah. like Mitch right now, it, and like it we've talked about before, Probably going to take a lot for Mitch not to be the guy. It really does feel like, uh, you know, Mason and Kenny do still have shots in this race. But I I feel like at least
0: heading into game one, like you said, it's going to take a lot for Trubisky to kind of lose this job. Oh, it's good. It's it's neat. As of right now, it is nearly impossible for Mitch Trubisky to lose this job. Like it is already pretty solidified that he is the starter. Um, And just to answer this, what if Kenny Pickett plays way better than Mitchell Trubisky? That's such a big what if because, like it just it's not gonna happen. Like Kenny Pickett could look good on Saturday, he could look really good, but he's running with the twos again. The second string offensive line is terrible, and the Steelers aren't gonna be watching Kenny Pickett as much as they're gonna be watching other positions with that second or third team. What they're gonna watch is guys like Jalen Warren. Is he really that good in person? They're going to be watching guys like James Pierre. Is he worth a roster spot? The backup defensive line, who's really ready to go? You know, the tight end position has a battle going on for the third guy. The Steelers aren't really going to be looking for Kenny Pickett to ball out on Saturday. They're going to be looking. I mean, if he does, that's good. But the game plan isn't going to be designed for Kenny Pickett to throw the ball 25 times. It's going to be designed for everybody to kind of showcase themselves. And that's going to hold him back. It's going to be the same with Mitch. You know, you're going to see a lot of a lot of, of Mitch Trubisky throwing the football, but you're also going to see a lot of Jalen Warren working with the first team, Anthony McFarlane working with the first team, guys like that. And, and it's just there. It's kind of set up for for failure. A couple more questions here, real quick about the offense. Uh, is George Pickens that much of a dog, or are the DBs a little questionable? Um, I would say that George Pickens is that much of a dog, but it's still early. Mike Tomlin acknowledges that it's still early. He has yet to play an actual game that changes a ton. I would, I mean, I'm not changing my opinion. I've told you for two months now that George Pickens is a superstar in the making. And yep. I mean, I'm not I'm not changed, I'm not going back on that. He is a superstar in the making. And the I mean. The cornerbacks look fine. Cam Sutton looks really, really good, actually, here at training camp, and I think Akella Witherspoon has really good plays from time to time. He's he's shaky at other times, but overall, I would say the DBs have looked just fine. Alex, our George Pickens just looks really, really good. Um, I think,
1: especially in like training camp and uh, to certain points like preseason, you can only control what you can control. You know, you can't really determine like who's lining up against you. Yeah, we would love to see. George Pickens go up against like some of the top corners in the league. But like, I think you need to win those battles little by little, you know, I think you need to get past the Steelers secondary in training camp first. Then you need to get past the three secondaries you are going to play in the preseason. And then we'll kind of move forward from there. But the, from everything we have seen uh, both on like secondhand accounts and, you know, with our own eyes,
0: George Pickens looks like a animal, animal, absolutely. Animal. I'm very excited for him on Saturday. Um, Any news on Alex Highsmith? Haven't heard any news from Alex Highsmith. He he didn't practice the rest of the week since Monday, I believe. Monday they were over at the Memorial Stadium. Um, Hurt his ribs. I wouldn't expect him to return to the field during training camp, maybe a little bit. But the thing is, if Mike Tomlin isn't classifying anything as serious, and if guys like Alex Highsmith was able to finish practice before Mike Tomlin made the announcement that he hurt his ribs, Hopefully, what that means is that that's not a super serious injury and that they're just going to take it very slow coming back. I will say this. Janard Avery is out with a groin injury. Derek Tushka is taking first-team reps. Mike Tomlin had nothing positive to say about Derek Tushka when he was asked about him, and that just shows that the Pittsburgh Steelers need, and I will be very, very shocked if they do not, make a splash signing within these first two rounds of cuts because you can't walk, like Jannard Avery does not have a guaranteed spot on this roster. I thought he did. He definitely does not because he hasn't played. Like you have to play to showcase yourself. He -hmm. hasn't done that. And he's not that good of a vet. There's nobody behind him that is worthy of time. And you need to have at least bare minimum three guys that you're comfortable with. If Tushka's your fourth, that's fine. But the Steelers will, there's like literally zero chance that they will walk into the season and say we're okay with this because I know for a fact that they're not okay with who they have. That's why they keep bringing in other guys, other outside linebackers. The problem is that all these other outside linebackers are just small name guys. They'll make they'll make a splash signing. They'll bring somebody in. I'm I'm fairly confident about that. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully they stick around on like Quincy Roche and Melvin Ingram. <laughs> yeah Quincy Roche should have been it you know that was that's that's my word but he looked good after he left too that's like the most
1: disappointing part about it is that like you we knew he was good whenever like the the early parts of like whenever he was with the team and then they cut him and I'm just like oh man like I, I know this like year, he's not just like perennial like all-star like pro bowl pass rusher but like you saw clearly what he could do whenever given an opportunity
0: yeah I uh yeah yeah, it was. That was a miss. That was a missed, a missed opportunity for Jameer Jones, who didn't work out. Bad move. I don't know. Who, I'm trying to think of who that guy would be this year. It might be Jalen Warren. It could be Jalen Warren, but it could be a guy like. I mean, Connor Hayward. I think could slip to another team if he gets cut. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't think Connor Hayward is a lock to make the roster. By no means, like, very, very. I would say right now, Kevin Rader has a pretty good shot of being that third guy, just from what I've seen out here. Interesting. Yeah. Um, All right. We're going to talk a little bit more defense, a little bit more offense, answer some more questions, and obviously our jersey. But first, we got a word from, did it just get super dark in here? It did. What do you think that is? There it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. We got a word first from our boys over at Manscaped. If you haven't already heard, it's smooth sack summer. When you're planning playing in the summer sun, make sure you're scaped from pubes to bum. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leader in below-the-belt grooming is making sure we have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything that they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with our code steelers 20 The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. Inside this package you'll find their lawn mower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your good- goodies. Their lawn mower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on/off switch, which can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Beach, lake, or shower—this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Now that you have the perfect haircut, use Manscaped's liquid formulations to keep that freshness even in the hottest barbecues. Most importantly, use the Crop Preserver Ball deodorant to stay cool in the heat. With a soothing aloe vera formula, it's the best in the business for below-the-waist freshness. And this clear-drying formula will keep looking good while smelling good. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts with their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag that will bring your comfort to another level. Wearing sandals with some nasty toenails during the summer months? Take a look at the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. This kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. With the performance package, your balls will be ready to impress, but make sure you cover the rest with shears 2.0. Get 20% off plus shipping with our code steelers 20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with our code steelers 20 at manscaped.com. It's smooth sack summer, boys. Get on board or get left behind. Phenomenal. I like that. The hats backwards when I came back on. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. Um, Just to answer a couple of questions here in the chat, thoughts on keeping one less outside linebacker and keeping an extra defensive line or inside linebacker to fill the void on certain downs. That won't happen. The Steelers need at least four outside linebackers for the packages that they run. They already keep six inside linebackers. They don't need another one. And when it comes to the defensive line, they DeMarvin Leal would be the only name that fits that list, but they still need outside pressure. You can't – T.J. Watt go 145 miles an hour every single play. You can't keep him on – you can't keep him on the – side are on the field every single play it just doesn't it just doesn't work you know what I mean so at that point you have to have somebody else at least a third and Derek Tushka is not going to be that third um what are the odds of the Steelers getting Roquan Smith uh zero I would say very much so zero unfortunately he, he would be a great pickup but it's just not going to happen um I will ask this did you see that who's the Bears head coach I don't know who the Bears head coach is uh, it's not naggy. I know that. Whoever oh, okay. it is told media to press Roquan Smith about why he wants a trade. Everfreeze,
1: like, that's who it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he told the media to press him about why he wants a trade so that the world knows. Interesting. Right I mean, down. I feel
1: like we already know it's because of the contract and how they try to negotiate in bad faith. I was reading that um there were a lot of like, uh, like de-escalators in the contract to where like he would earn like less money if he didn't hit like certain benchmarks which is pretty rare and like at least linebackers drafted in the first round I, I guess or at least like the the group of linebackers he considers himself like being um, that's probably why he was really upset I, I do remember reading that I forgot who it was from it was somebody reputable
0: like Rapaport, or like maybe like Fowler or something like that yeah, I don't remember where I saw that, but, I mean, he is. Roquan Smith's a great inside linebacker. He'd be a great addition. They're going to be asking a lot. a lot. I mean, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, we talked about it the other day, and I think that even our prices, now that I went back and watched, were low. I think you'd have to give a bush a first round and a third round for him, and that, like, might just be cutting the edge. And, I mean, yeah, it, it would win a lot for him. A lot. Like, so, so much for him. Yeah. Um, Thoughts on Jalen Warren? I'm glad because this is where we wanted to go with this afterwards. Jalen Warren had himself a day, a day. The dude had an 85-yard touchdown run, a couple of 15, 20-yard bursts up the middle. Here's the thing. And I'm going to – there's going to be a lot of people who tell me I'm crazy because you aren't here to see it. And, like, that sucks because I wish everybody was here to see it. And I'm just trying to – just communicate what's happening to everybody else. Anthony McFarland is not getting cut from this roster. He is so involved in the offensive game plan, it is crazy. There are a dozen, at least, plays designed specifically for Anthony McFarland. Not Anthony McFarland or Calvin Austin or George Pickens or Benny Snell or Najee Harris. No, for Anthony McFarland. The dude lines up on slot, out wide at halfback, at at running back in dual run in two running back sets. He's all over the place, and on top of that, he's having a very impressive camp. So, Jalen Warren's only opportunity to make this team is to outwork Benny Snell Jr., which is a, a huge mountain to climb. But I, I'm I'm not going to say it's impossible because Jalen Warren has a similar skill set. To Benny Snell, he could pass block very well. He plays. He could possibly play special teams. We have to see that on Saturday. He runs up the middle. He's a power runner. I just think that they have a a lot a lot of similarities, and they're not going to remove McFarlane, who fits in this offense, for another Benny Snell, because essentially, then you have Najee Harris, Benny Snell, and Jalen Warren, and all three of those have the same exact skill set. Yeah, I think Najee is
1: probably the the more like versatile. Out of the three, but nah, if if you're trying to kind of completely round out your, your running back stable, you, you definitely want like a like a speedy guy like McFarland has kind of proved himself to be like a – I guess like scat back might be the term to kind of classify him as that, but like they've been using him in so many different ways in training camp.
0: Yeah, he's all over the field, and he looks good. Like that's the thing. He looks impressive. I would think that McFarland plays two to four series – in the preseason game on Saturday. And then it's just a ton of Jalen Warren because the Steelers aren't going to risk injury for a third running back, but they will let, I mean, J, dude, Jalen Warren could run for 150 yards in the preseason game. And like that would suck because there's no way that he's not going to get picked up by another team. If the Steelers let him go, but it could push, it could push the envelope. Uh Benny Snell's injury. We still don't know. It's an, I would imagine it's a knee injury. He wasn't even on the practice field today. He had a big rap on his leg coming off the field yesterday. Couldn't tell you what happened. I'm still digging into it a little bit, but hopefully we know more. I just – I wouldn't expect him to be back anytime soon, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, just to go through a little bit more questions here. Anyone shining in the return game? Um, not really it's kind of the opposite. So at first I wanted Calvin Austin to just show that he could be a return man, because I thought that opened up the way for a more competitive wide receiver battle. You didn't have to worry about gunner. Calvin Austin fumbled a, a punt today. At that moment, I realized gunner's probably going to win the job, but if Calvin Austin takes a punt back for a touchdown or kickback for a touchdown in the preseason, it's going to be very hard to deny anybody a job who shows that flash especially somebody with that much potential and that skill set. So that would be, that would be tough. Um, sorry. I don't mean to be flying through these, but is Loudermilk looking like he can contribute at all. Isaiah Loudermilk looks good. Very good. He's going to be the primary backup lineman, him and Chris Warmly. but I'd still think that Isaiah is going to see more of the field than Wormley is. I think that's, that's very good. I think Isaiah looks much more impressive than he did last season and for a guy who did, who was a fifth round pick shouldn't have played last season, I think got the perfect amount of snaps to be comfortable this year in a bigger role without it kind of adding too much pressure to him. Um Levi Wallace, uh Levi Wallace was dealing with an illness for most of camp came back has looked good at times hasn't really done a ton to impress i would say but does it hasn't done a ton to not impress uh he got beat twice by george pickens in an electrifying two-minute drill yesterday absolutely like nerve-wracking. It was crazy. Four plays. Took Mason Rudolph and company. Four plays to go. 60 yards, including a 35-yard bomb to George Pickens down the sideline, followed by a tipped pass. A, a ball that was thrown to George Pickens. George Pickens tips the ball to himself while falling out of the end zone and gets two feet down. Mm. It was great. It was great. Um, if... if if Warren rushes for 100, the, the here's the issue. You're not going to get rid of Anthony McFarlane because you're not going to, you want to utilize Anthony McFarlane. It comes down to Benny Snell, but Benny Snell is a very valuable football player. If he wasn't in Pittsburgh, he'd be an even more valuable football player because he is a hard nosed runner. He could get you four yards. He's a great special teamer and he's a great pass blocker and he could catch the football. If it was if Najee Harris wasn't in front of him, he would have an actual role somewhere. So that's very tough because you could run for 150 yards, that's great. But when Najee Harris touches the ball 300 times this season, you don't need your backup running backs to run for 150 yards. You need them to be able to do everything else well. Benny Snell does everything else well. That's the hard it's like the hardest thing to to admit as a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers because it shouldn't be that way. But it is like that's how they run. That's the Mike Tomlin offense. He's not gonna. Two runners are never gonna run for a hundred yards in a game with Mike Tomlin here. Um, what do you think about Anthony Miller? What do you What do you think about Anthony Miller? Um, I haven't. I think the really cool thing about the
1: preseason is that we'll get to see these guys like in action and like live football games. We. Didn't really see Anthony Miller last year after the Steelers picked him up. And I remember signing him. Um, I, don't, I don't know if we got him off like Chicago. Um, I don't know if we got him off like practice squad or like free agency. Like I completely blew my memory of like how the Steelers acquired him. But like, I remember a lot of people were, were like pretty excited because like you saw what he did in Chicago. You saw whenever given an opportunity, like, he can make a few plays for you. Like he's not a bad football player or receiver at all um so him not making the impact in black and gold has gone for like far too long i think he's kind of buried in the receivers depth chart right now and unless he just has this like crazy preseason where he just goes like nuts on special teams it might be a little hard to kind of forecast him making the final roster uh but i mean Like I hate to keep saying it like over and over again, but like Saturday is going to be just a really cool and unique opportunity to watch these guys and get our first taste of the 2022 version of them.
0: Yeah. My thing with Anthony Miller is he looked really good for the beginning of camp has looked very iffy the last week of camp. I want to see him in a game to see if he could actually be that guy. Miles Boykin looks way too good to cut right now. Way too good to cut right now. Like that's, very hard to overcome um there's a question here from dj murph about the inside linebackers i apologize because i saw your buddy johnson comment earlier totally missed it um inside linebackers this is my assessment of the inside linebackers mike tomlin said that there is not a clear-cut leader which is in my opinion not good miles jack looks good robert spillane looks impressive but very concerning in the past game still devin bush isn't having a bad camp he isn't having a great camp, but he isn't having a bad camp. We'll see a lot of that on Saturday and what those three could bring. Buddy Johnson looks good. He looks better as the days go on. He looks more comfortable. He looks a lot more comfortable working next to Mark Robinson than he did Marcus Allen, and I don't know why that is, but those two seem to mix very well. Mark Robinson seems to be a dude too. I think all six of those guys are going to make it. The Spillane, Bush, Jack. Buddy Johnson, Mark Robinson, and Marcus Allen. And I think I think that's a good six. Um
1: really quick. There there's a question about uh, roster cuts and whatever those are due. Um, so final roster cuts are gonna be eighty, uh not eighty, August 30th. Uh, yeah. th- the rosters will drop down from eighty to fifty three, but then you also have a cut from ninety to eighty five on August sixteenth, and then on August twenty third, a week later, it'll go from eighty five to eighty.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Miller was signed to a futures deal after a cut by Houston. I'd like to keep Miller and Boykin over Gunner. Uh, so here, here's the thing is I, I, di- I didn't disagree with this comment until Miller started looking shaky and, Calvin and, and Gunner looks like the best return man because I think that if Gunner wasn't the best return man, you have a reasonable excuse to get rid of him now that he is clearly the best return man it makes you know it makes sense to keep him over miller and on top of that miller has looked shaky the past couple of days which is you know it's con- it's definitely concerning you know but again a lot can change in the preseason um there was one more question in here about uh, Master Teague, wanted to talk about Master Teague. So Master Teague is the slowest running back I've ever seen in my entire life. That being said, this man, they did a one-on-one pitch drill, okay? This dude, I mean, I know why he was a, thump, he was a thumper in college. I know why the Steelers signed him because he's a thumper still. He is ripped to the bone. The guy has more muscle than I've ever seen in my entire life. And he ran over everybody in his way, including Thumper himself, Mark Robinson, rookie inside linebacker. It was it was the most electrifying moments of camp by far. By far, the most fun I've had watching camp was watching Master Teague just absolutely obliterate everybody in his way with five yards to the sideline over everybody. It was awesome. Will he make the team? No, but he could be a good he could be a good practice squad guy. I think we're gonna see more of him than Mateo Durant in the preseason game i really do um how many outside linebackers are going to make the team i would say four would be my guess i don't believe the fourth is on the team currently i think that they will go out and sign somebody um talked a lot about warren talked a lot about everything else i think we've i think we've caught them all here donnie i think we i think so dude. you you ran through that comment section like bear i know i'm sweating over here i've I appreciate you guys, for real. I really, really do. Um, So, does that sound like the time that we announced this jersey giveaway? I think so. I, I think it's about time. I think the good people of All Steelers talk have been waiting far too long for a giveaway. I believe so as well. So, here's the thing. First, I want to say that I am sorry because I meant to take the Minka Fitzpatrick jersey with me here today. Totally forgot. I will bring it... I'll show you guys another time, but you go, you've you already seen it. It's the jersey that we tried to give away during the draft special. Never got claimed, so we're tossing it back out there. We're giving it away once again. Minka Fitzpatrick jersey. We're going to go till Tuesday. Me and Donnie will be back on here on Tuesday. Within that time frame, what you have to do, either in this live chat now or afterwards in the comments, is comment hashtag Minka jersey. That is the only you have to comment, hashtag Minka Jersey, and you have to be subscribed to our YouTube channel. If both of those things are accomplished, you have entered to win. We will not be picking, it will not be a random. What it will be is as many comments as we get before Tuesday morning, before I arrive here at camp Tuesday morning, right about nine o'clock, I get here. I'm gonna go up to Minka. I've already talked to him about this. He's gonna pick. He's going to pick a number between one and whatever, whatever that number is. That is the winner. I feel like that is the fairest way to go about this. I feel like that gets Minka involved. Let him know that he's got at least a hundred and whatever fans, because there's at least 20 people that just dropped that real quick. And we love all of you. We're very excited. It's straight from TSE. So, you know, it's real. Obviously it goes as always. Once you win it, make sure that you hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Hey, send it through. We'll make sure we send it through. And we'll give Minka some love. Maybe, you know, try to let Minka know who won it so he could give a a little something special. You know, I'll I'll try to do my best there. Um, That's a free cameo right there, too. On top of the signed jersey. It is a free cameo. I already told him. I went up to him and I was like, he was like, where did you get a signed jersey? I was like, TSE. He's like, oh, okay." He's like, I thought you signed a jersey. I was like, you think I signed a jersey to give away to people that, you know, and then I talked to you about it. It's just like, hey, Mink, I'm going to give away a fake signed jersey of you. You want you? going to jump in on this and not <laughs> sign it for me thanks so good shout out to him he's a good guy um glad that we got him involved in this um but yeah hashtag Minka jersey appreciate all you guys dropping this but it's like 40 in there already yeah it's going to be a great number because everybody deserves to make a Minka fitzpatrick jersey this is the highest paid safety in the nfl all right two quick questions real quick before we head out and then i gotta go get some grub before i hit the road for the hour and a half drive home how is deontay johnson looked Smooth and natural as usual. He's dealing with a hip flexor. Don't expect him to play in the preseason game, but he did practice today to some degree. I think he looks he looks he looks like the star wide receiver that he was before this season. I don't think anything's gonna change. Him and Mitch have chemistry, but I think anybody would have chemistry with Mitch. And finally, how has Tyson Alualu looked? Tyson was hurt. Today was the first practice that he actually participated in, came in and out for plays, didn't leave with anything, felt good about it. I like to see him on the field because I think he's a good, he's a very, very good nose tackle and very, very good teammate and a very, very good dude. Every time I talk to him, this guy's got a smile. He's very warm and welcoming. His son, who's also a crazy good football player, is like out here doing backflips during practice and stuff, like right on the practice field. Yeah, it's great. It's actually crazy. Um, And then finally, do you think Chris Oladokun will eventually be the practice squad QB? How does he look in drills? Um, He's getting very limited reps, even in drills. So it's very hard to say. I I feel bad for Chris Oladokun. I wish he got more reps, but it is what it is. You're in the middle of a quarterback competition and you're a seventh round quarterback. I will say this. He's not going to play during the preseason at all. Maybe, just maybe. The Steelers keep him as a practice squad guy. I would expect him to have the talent tend end up somewhere as a practice squad guy. I feel good about that. I hope his career doesn't end here in Pittsburgh because he is a good dude and he works very hard. It just – it ain't it right now, and I feel bad for him. All right, we're heading out of here. I got to go get some grub and hit the road. I was trying to go see – Billy Joel is in town tonight. I didn't know about Ooh. this until 8.30 this morning. Tried to text my fiance and I was like, yo, you trying to go to Billy Joel? She's like, oh, I can't. I have to work. I'm like, you don't have to. You don't have to work. You're a teacher. First of all, school closes by eight o'clock at night. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and second off, it's Billy Joel. Like who's trying to miss Billy Joel?
1: Nobody. I don't know, bro. If it, if I'm a teacher, Billy Joel's in town. I'm not even a big Jolie. Uh, Jolie. I'm not even a <laughs> big like Billy Joel <laughs> person. <laughs> but those those graded papers can wait.
0: That's what I'm – she's a preschool teacher. She's not grading papers. She's setting up classrooms. I will give her all the credit. She's got an open house tomorrow, and, you know, she's doing a lot. But, you know, I'm trying to be – teachers, man. A shout out to teachers. They are the hardest working people on the planet. Oh, I'm trying to still go to Billy Joel. So if somebody catches me at Billy Joel by myself today, let, you know, come up, say hi, come hang out, have a beer, because I'll be chilling by myself, singing piano, man, as it should be. Thank you, everybody, for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk, and check out the All Steelers Audible collection anywhere you get your podcasts. I'll be back tomorrow with Derek. Me and Donnie will be back on Tuesday giving away a Minka Fitzpatrick jersey. Make sure to comment hashtag Minka jersey in the comments. And as always, subscribe to us to make sure that you are entered in our giveaway. Enjoy your weekend. We got Steelers football on Saturday. Peace.